0: This is Self-Help with Tatiana Lucia, your self-help expert, talking about the pillars of well-being, providing you with insights and wisdom to navigate the human experience with authenticity and ease. Welcome, sweet loves, to this episode on living with intentionality. In this episode, we will be diving deeply into the spiritual self and exploring this concept of living with intention. Now, this concept of living with intention can mean so many different things for so many different people, and it can be such a beautiful journey to dive into within your own self what this idea of living with intention means to you. On my path, this concept of living with intentionality has very much been interwoven into everything that I've done and I feel this concept or idea of living with intentionality is very intangible. It is not something that is easily put into words or something that fits into a framework. The closest thing that I think would summarize or capture this idea of living with intention is really living in connection with authenticity living in connection with your highest self so when i say your highest self it's really this version of you that comes from a place of love of truth of connection to your heart And connection to something that is greater than just you in the human existence. And in my perspective, this far surpasses the construct of religion. For some people, they call this the universe, spirit, God, Allah, Buddha, whatever it is to me personally the label doesn't matter but rather the the energy of being in connection to a divine force and a power that is much greater than us as individuals and really coming back to this place of through our connection to something much greater this connection to oneness and unity across all living beings that we're able to connect most deeply back to our own hearts and our own self and our own truth. And for each and every one of us, truth will take on many, many different shapes and forms and a life full of purpose and intention will take on many shapes and forms too, as each soul, based on the Vedic scriptures, has its own blueprints and its own karmic destiny in this lifetime. So each and every one of us has a different dharma, a different purpose, a different mission with which we have come to the earth with or this planet with. And therefore, this concept of living with intentionality will look and feel really, really different for each and every one of us here today. So to me personally, living with intentionality has felt in a way that I am living with connection to my highest self, to my heart in connection to the divine vision that I hold within myself of what I feel life to be and the way that I want to move through the world and really moving through each day with a deep appreciation for the human experience and each and every day, no matter how hard, challenging chaotic, beautiful, messy, joyful the day has been really cultivating this immense gratitude for the human experience and acknowledging the lessons that each and every moment of the human experience hold for us as individuals. So I thought today I would dive into how we can create a life that feels more intentional through some very simple practices or steps and how this can allow you to really step into a place of deeper self-connection, which in turn allows you to really uncover what in your life is serving you right now, what is feeding you, what is bringing you joy and what are the things that are Taking energy from you and really not giving much back? And how can you reshuffle, reevaluate, restructure things in a way that your life feels enriching, fulfilling, intentional, even when you do sometimes have to do things that you don't necessarily feel like doing? How do we infuse our life with a degree of sacredness? That allows us to move through the world with this deeper heart connection. So the first piece that really, really supported me on this journey, and it was birthed mainly through my deep dive into the sacred teachings of yoga and meditation and tantra and a lot of the Vedic scriptures was really cultivating a devotional practice that allows you to connect to yourself, that really allows you to connect to all the layers of your being, not just your physical self, but really connecting to your heart, your mind, your soul, and allows you to really drop in with all of those parts of you and start to rebuild. In many, in many cases, it is a matter of rebuilding this connection that has been severed. Um, a lot of us are living our lives from our heads and are basing all our decisions on what we think is right, based on the rational constructs of the mind and what society has conditioned us to believe and I found within myself that cultivating a devotional practice really allowed me to come back into my own self and to start to hone into my own truth, my authenticity, my vision, my feeling and connect more deeply back to the wisdom of my own self instead of outsourcing that knowledge, wisdom, truth, the answers that I often sought. In the outside world I started finding them within myself and this is one thing that I teach or share with all of my clients is that we hold all the answers that we need within. It's just a matter of quieting the world around us to a degree that we're able to listen with an open heart and an open mind to the answers that we hold within ourselves and really coming back to the wisdom of the body and the wisdom of your own heart, because you know your heart knows it's just a matter of listening so what i mean with a devotional practice is really carving out time each day whether that is five minutes or two hours where you prioritize and create this space to really, truly, deeply just connect back to yourself. So for some of us, this happens through meditation, through just sitting in stillness with yourself. Through others, it may be through prayer and coming into a place of connecting to your own heart, your own soul, and through an action like prayer or meditation or even dancing, connecting to something that is also within you but also outside of you, something much greater than you, this essence of spirit or soul. Some people will call it the universe or God and really starting to connect to this this silver thread that runs through all beings and connecting to this part of you that is there but that has maybe been locked away for quite some time and I know for me coming into a place of ceremony was a really beautiful way of really connecting back to spirit and connecting back to this this energy of of something much greater than just me here in this physical body on this earth. And to me personally, the devotional practices that have helped me and that I see a lot of my clients stepping into that really, really carry this energy of sacredness that we want to bring into a devotional practice is meditation and really a form of meditation where you're just sitting in stillness with yourself. So, just being in silence, cultivating a meditative practice where you're able to just be with yourself over time. As we deepen our meditative practice, we can step out of needing the audio guidance of a voice and we can actually start to cultivate this way of just being with ourselves, being with our body, our mind, our thoughts, our hearts, our emotions and really feeling and part of this can be this feeling of emotions and allowing yourself to be really present with what lies in the depths of your heart even when that is perhaps a little bit painful to look at And if you'd like some tools on how to start to connect more deeply to your emotions, I recorded an episode on tools to cultivate emotional resilience, which you will find in the episode overview of this podcast. So do give that a listen if you're curious. And my favorite kind of meditation for this, deeper connection to spirit and to self is a form of meditation called Transcendental Meditation. So I invite you to look into this. It's a very beautiful way of connecting to the mind and to spirit. And it really changed my life. And there's some amazing teachers out there and most big cities now have meditation centers where you can go and sit and learn And the studies that have been done on meditation as a practice and its positive benefits for the mind and the physical body too are immense. So that is one practice that really, really helped and has inspired me and allowed me to come back and connect to myself in more ways than I could ever put into words. And another practice that... Really, really impacted me in a positive and beautiful way was prayer and actually sitting in stillness with myself and with God or with spirit with the universe, and just coming back into a place of praying. and I really didn't grow up in a religious way, and my dad was Catholic and my mom was Anglican but we never really went to church or never really did many very religious activities. But I still remember that every night before I went to bed, my mom would sit with me and my brother and she would say, and now let's just pray for thanks. And we would sit, the three of us, and just give gratitude to life. And we weren't praying to a God or anything in particular but rather just speaking out loud what we were thankful for and what we wished for and really allowing that to be a practice. So even if you're not someone who is religious or believes in God or spirit or anything like that, you can still connect back to a sense of prayer and you can dedicate or send that prayer to your own self, to your heart and if you are someone who believes in God, Spirit, the universe, Allah, Buddha, whatever it is, you can really send that prayer out into the field and and to whoever it is. And I often will sit and just pray for people that I love uh, or pray for communities that I know need support at this time and allow that deep connection to the purity of my heart to the love that each and every one of us as humans hold within ourselves really connecting to that pure essence of unconditionality and of purity that we hold and allowing that to ripple out into the field and allowing that to be sent wherever it needs to be sent wherever you would like to send it knowing that This practice of prayer is something that is very personal and there's no right or wrong way of praying. (laughs) So do what feels right to you and again, allow that to be an intuitive process. Connect back to the wisdom of your own self because your body, your heart, they know. Your soul knows. Again, it's just a matter of quietening the world around you to be able to connect to that on a deeper level. And another beautiful practice that I love as a place of or space of devotion is dance. Putting on music and just being in my body, moving in a way that allows me to feel my emotions. And this doesn't have to look beautiful. Some days it is a chaotic mess. Other days it is really soft and slow Some days it is really joyful and light and playful. Each day is different because each day I'm moving through a different way of being and I'm showing up as a different human. So allowing yourself again to connect to this part of you that is maybe a little unexplored, this part of you that is maybe feeling a little disconnected and dropping into That part of you and just putting on a song and just moving, closing your eyes, breathing, being in your body in in full presence, in full stillness of presence while moving the body and just allowing whatever comes up to come up. And then the last devotional practice that I love and I do almost daily is singing. And I personally love singing mantra as there is a sacredness to the words and the frequency of the sound and the Vedic chanting really carries a, a very high healing frequency to it that in a way really feels like it allows your body your mind to anchor, to settle, to really come into a place of wholeness and each time I sit to sing mantra it just feels like my heart bursts open and comes into this place of deeper knowing where again these layers of conditioning perhaps of fear of not trusting where all of these things just fall away and you drop back into your heart and into this truth of of knowing of really knowing from a a place of your soul. And I will do this by singing mantra. I will also sometimes just sit with my sound healing bowls and just sing with them while I play. And this is such a beautiful medicine for the soul. And it allows you to just be playful. And again, don't judge yourself. This doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a performance. A devotional practice is something that is done for yourself. It is not something that is recorded and shared. It is not something that needs to be shared with anyone in the world because it is really sacred. So I invite you to really let your devotional practice be something that allows you to build up this connection to yourself And the core of it really is just being present, being present with your body, your heart, your mind, your spirit, and seeing what comes up, being really curious. And once you have cultivated this devotional practice and are really able to drop into that energy, the next step that I would infuse into my life to live with more intentionality is to really connect to This deeper part of me, this part beyond the conditioning, this part beneath all the layers of expectation that the world has placed upon us, connecting to that part and really feeling into your heart, your soul. What do you want your life to be? What do you envision your future to look like? Not so much in the materialistic sense, but how do you want to feel? What are the pillars? of that life is it freedom is it love is it connection community is it creating change really connecting to what is it that are the pillars that sit at the core of your soul that will allow your life to feel full and abundant and beautiful and then starting to condense that down And almost microdosing the energy of our bigger vision, our dream, into things that we do each and every day and infusing our current reality with the energy of what our biggest and boldest dreams hold. So, I will use myself as an example here because it's always nice to understand it on a practical level. So, through all the work and meditations and journeying and ceremonies that I have sat in I have connected over and over and over again to this energy of my future life I guess we can call it my dream or my vision and that is to live out in nature and to be spending a lot of time in the garden to be creating art to be doing the work that I'm currently doing in the the realms of mental well-being and really supporting humans in navigating the human experience with more ease through providing them with tools, through removing any blockages that are holding them back from stepping into that life and allowing that to ripple out into the world in whatever way that it needs to. And... To living a life that is really full of community, really full of connection, really full of people that inspire me and that also hold this desire to impact the world around them in a positive way and create change. So when I drop into that vision and that energy of of the life that I one day yearn to really embody and live... I can look at, okay, what are the pillars of that life? The pillars of that life are inspiration, creativity, freedom, connection to the land. And I've sat with this and asked myself, okay, how do I infuse this into my current reality of living in a city? Of living in a city like Amsterdam where nature isn't that easily accessible and I don't have a vegetable garden and I don't have a space where I can easily make art or ceramics or whatever it is and where life is a little bit more insular because of the fact that you're in a city and especially in Western society we do tend to live more separate lives and really asking myself okay how can I infuse this life or this energy of the pillars of my dream life into my day-to-day. So for me I will try and get out into nature at least once a week if not more and go for a long walk or just sit in the park and connect to the land. I will create in a way that feels really nourishing to me, in a way that is enforced. So I actually built a little home studio that I can set up and take back down in my apartment. So when I do feel this desire to paint or to make ceramics or whatever it is, I can allow that to unfold. I have put a lot of energy and time into building community. And really surrounding myself with people that inspire me, and already now collaborating and creating with these people who also hold that same vision. And through that, and through really infusing these elements of the life that I yearn to live one day, this dream, this vision doesn't actually feel that far away. And There isn't this energy of that a lot of people hold where it's like a lot of us will tell ourselves this narrative of, oh, when I achieve this and this and this, then I'll be happy. Then I'll be fulfilled. Then I'll be able to settle down and be at peace. But actually asking yourself, how can I in this moment right now create a life for myself that makes me really happy and fulfilled and brings me peace instead of holding out for another five or ten years. And of course, we all have goals. We all have dreams. And it's really beautiful to be working towards something. But it's really important that we're not placing our happiness into a far out point in the future and using that future goal as a reason to not be happy in the present, but rather asking yourself, How can I cultivate pure joy, happiness and connection in the present moment and make my current reality as close to my dream as possible within the resources that I currently have and it really is about moving out of the material realm and looking at What is the energy of that life? So a lot of people will have the dream of the really nice car or the house or being able to travel a lot and really looking at but what is the energy beneath that. So with traveling, often that's freedom. That's a desire for adventure. With a nice car and the nice house, it's security and feeling more stable and more grounded and potentially financially secure. So really looking at, okay, how can I... For example, if I had a deep craving for adventure and travel and freedom, how can I bring that into my life right now, living where I am? Okay, well maybe on the weekends I will set the intention of doing something I've never done before, of exploring a part of the city that I don't know, of getting on a train and going to a new city and treating it like a little trip. If I don't have the financial resources to get on a plane and fly to Peru for example so really starting to look at not necessarily the really practical regimented things that you hold in your mind but taking a step back and connecting to the energy of your dream of your vision and looking at what are the pillars that sit beneath these goals and dreams what is those what are those values that sit within my vision And is there a way of consciously allowing those to become a part of my day-to-day life so that I am living my dream life in many ways already, even though it hasn't necessarily taken on the exact form of what I thought that would look like? And the next piece in this journey of living with intention is creating space for that to actually happen and this is something that I have been so guilty of in the past is being so busy all the time and being so caught up in my own busyness and in all the things that I'm doing and all the things that I love and that I'm passionate about that I actually forget that so much magic happens when we just come into stillness and that so much beauty can unfold when we have more space. So really acknowledging that for us to be able to create this devotional practice, for us to be able to continuously check in with ourselves, with our vision, with our values, and for us to create a life that can hold the essence of this vision, we also need to have space. This isn't going to happen if we are working 60 hours a week and we barely even have time to eat because we're so busy. So allowing yourself to also start to look at your life right now and ask yourself, have I consciously created time to live with intentionality or have I stepped into this hamster wheel that I've just been running in for maybe months and months or years and years where each day is the same and nothing really changes and I'm just moving through the motions of being alive without actually stepping into a place of re-evaluating whether this life is making me happy and whether this life is fulfilling me and how I can bring in incremental changes and shifts that can add value, fulfillment purpose, connection to that life and this doesn't need to be a drastic change. Often the first thing people go to is quitting their job or leaving the relationship and I often remind my clients that you don't need to take these really big steps right away. Start much smaller, start to look at the tiny daily actions, the habits that you've created and really start to connect to how you feel when you do them. How do you feel when you go to a boxing class versus how do you feel when you go for a walk versus how do you feel when you go to yoga? How do you feel when you go to a pub on a Friday night versus how do you feel when you go to a sound healing or a concert or a play or a movie and really start to look at everything that you do each and every day, the people you surround yourself with, the activities that you partake in the spaces that you inhabit the things that you put your energy into and really start to see how do they make you feel are they bringing you closer to a life that is full of this energy of this vision that you hold and that really carries the core essence of your values or are they actually pulling you in the opposite direction and then take a step back and reshuffle things, make tiny incremental changes. And you may just be surprised as to how big the impact of these incremental changes is. And if you're curious to hear more about the impact of incremental changes and how to create beautiful daily habits, I highly recommend a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. It is really beautiful in its explanations of how profoundly impactful incremental changes in daily habits are in creating a more fulfilling purpose-filled life. So creating space, allowing yourself to not be so busy all the time, and acknowledging that this is where a lot of the magic happens. When we are in this space of just having space and of just being so much can come to fruition here and can blossom within ourselves and the last piece is cultivating gratitude and this is something that I come back to time and time again over and over is this reminder to self of being grateful No matter how hard the day has been, no matter how challenging this period of our life may be, there's always something to be grateful for. The fact that you are alive and breathing right now is already something to be grateful for. And even if you go to bed each night and you just feel grateful for being alive and that you get to be breathing in this moment, that is already something and really starting to look at all the little and big things and I I often will as I go to bed each night lie in bed before I close my eyes and say a little prayer of thanks to the day and really try and think of three things that I'm grateful for and it can be as small as I'm grateful for the smile I had with the stranger that was standing opposite me at the grocery store. Or maybe I'm grateful for the two dogs that I got to watch playing in the park and they were just having a really good time. Or maybe you're grateful for a person, grateful for my friend, for holding space or for being there for making me smile. I'm grateful for my work for challenging me or I'm grateful for my partner for triggering me and showing me a part of myself that I didn't realize was there and for giving me this opportunity to grow and a lot of the time we can take the things that feel really hard, really challenging and actually reframe them through a perspective of also growth and of seeing that our greatest challenges, the biggest obstacles we will face in this life can also be our most profound catalysts of growth. So I really invite you to start to cultivate gratitude each day whether you wake up in the morning and you write down three things that you're grateful for or you go to sleep at night. Um, My ex-partner and I had a practice where when we would go to bed we would lie in bed each evening and we would say three things that we were grateful for about the day or in life. And then we would also say three things that we were grateful for in each other or three things that we appreciated. And it was such a beautiful way to end the day, no matter how hard it was, no matter what we moved through as individuals or as partners in that day, closing the day with gratitude is such a beautiful thing to do. And if you are not in a relationship, I invite you to do this with a friend really find someone that you love and say to them okay at the end of each day even if we haven't spoken the whole day even if we haven't spoken the whole week we're going to write down and send each other three things that we're grateful for and the more gratitude you cultivate the more this trickles out into your life and the more you will be able to feel this deep sense of love appreciation and joy for the simplest things in life and it happened to me even the other night I was cycling home from dinner through the park and I looked up and it was the full moon and I just had this overwhelming sense of gratitude for my family and I checked my phone and I thought I was like on the fence should I call them should I not call them because it was already quite late where they where they live and I ended up having an hour-long conversation with my mom and dad as they were on loudspeaker (laughs) and getting ready for bed and I just told them how grateful I was for them and how much I love them and both of them actually shed a little tear because they'd had a really hard day and that conversation really filled up their hearts And so often in my day, I find myself thinking about people around me and really loving them and being so grateful for them. And I've actually consciously cultivated this practice of letting them know. So when you think of someone that you love, and you think of something that you love about them, or you see a stranger in the street that maybe has something about them that you really appreciate, whether you... They look like they have a really nice energy or they have a beautiful smile or they have just helped someone out. Go up to them and let them know there is so much beauty in human connection and there is so much beauty in reminding ourselves and each other of what is beautiful within us and what we appreciate within us. And there is nothing more beautiful than... Telling someone you love how much you love them or what you're grateful for and allowing that to also ripple into their day and for all you know, that's exactly what they needed to hear. So often it will happen to me now that on a really hard day where I'm maybe not feeling my best and I'm feeling tired or overwhelmed or whatever, suddenly I'll have like three or four of my clients messaging me, expressing their gratitude to me. And just kind of being like, oh, hi, I was thinking of you today and I just wanted to say thank you and maybe bringing up stuff about a session that we had and and how much it's helping them or whatever it is. And I'll always message them back and say, oh my gosh, you have no idea how much this means to me. This is exactly what I needed to hear right now. And I really invite you to start to get into this practice of cultivating that gratitude and expressing that gratitude really allowing yourself to feel it more deeply through its expression and again seeing how that allows you to show up in the world with so much more presence so much more connection so much more love so much more joy which brings us back to the essence of living with intentionality which is being connected to this deep heart, soul, love, unconditional, all-encompassing part of us that is able to see the beauty in even the darkest moments that we face as humans. So to close this episode, the four pieces that I invite you to reflect on, or the four questions I'm going to leave you with today is how can I create a devotional practice that allows me to connect back to my body, my heart, my mind, and my soul? What is the energy or the essence of the life that I dream to live when I connect back to my most authentic self beneath the layers of conditioning, beneath the layers of expectation. What is that life? And how can I microdose the essence of that life, of that vision, those values into my day-to-day reality? How can I microdose that and allow it to infuse into my current reality so that I can be living that life right now? How can I create more space to connect to myself? How can I create more space in my day-to-day life to just be in presence? And what is a practice of gratitude that I can bring into my day-to-day life where I reflect upon the day and what I am grateful for so that I can cultivate a deeper degree of appreciation for the human experience and everything that it holds. So, these are some points of reflection that I will leave you with here today, so that you can start to step into this place of living with more intentionality, of really acknowledging that each and every day that we have here is a gift, and that it is the present moment that holds the most richness. Because everything that is in our future is not in the present. Everything that is in the past is not in the present. So how can you make this moment right now as full, as intentional, as saturated with love and gratitude as possible so that that can become the essence, the energy through which you walk the path of life with Even on the hard days, even through the challenges, coming back to this intentionality that lies within your heart, that allows you to connect back to your truth, your authenticity, your love, and your spirit. Thank you for listening. I am so grateful for this wonderful community. Every week you are able to step into growth and deeper self-connection with another episode of the Self-Health Podcast. If this episode inspired you, subscribe to or follow the podcast, leave a like or a review, and most importantly, share it with someone you love let this be a reminder that through sharing your growth and inspiration with the people around you you are catalyzing change in the world that surrounds you if you would like to find out more about working with me or would like to share any thoughts or insights you had from this episode head to my website www.tatiana-lucia.com have a gentle day sweet loves I hope you carve out time to prioritize your self-help.